This is Damien Duffy Hates Everything, the show that lets you know when things suck hard. From the secret microfilm headquarters, deep within the earth, underneath Champaign, Illinois, USA, here's your host, Damien Duffy. Welcome once again to Damien Duffy Hates Everything, the show that is a show that shows showing. <laughs> what? With me as a... You gotta work on your intros. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Wait, what is I that? Hate everything including intros and rehearsal, preparation, professionalism, and not sucking. I hate all those things. Incidentally, what was that weird laugh we just heard? Which oh the yeah. I thought that was in my head. Was That's that... Jason Pankoki. No, it's not. Yes. No, he's the... never going to be on this show again. You blew my cover. Folks. What the fuck, <laughs> Jason? How did you get into your house that we're recording at? Um, it's normally, yeah, it's a long, long story. Normally we you. break in. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a good habit to do it, but I cut you off at the pass this time. Yeah, he called our bluff. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Things will get back to order at some point. There is no order. I... This is chaos. <laughs> so anyway, you were at the Roger Ebert Film Festival, right? Yes, for for two shows. Two shows? <laughs> Man, Jason is Superfan Pancoke <laughs> camping out for six months to catch a couple movies. Well, I, I figured I had to scale it down so I could really take in one show at a time even though that's pretty much what they do is one show at a time wait <laughs> which ones oh. did you see which ones oh this is see? one of those other film festivals where they don't do like what? 10 things at the what same did time. you do with all the sponsor money we gave you to go to Eberfest? and the new shoes and everything the, well the, the sponsor money out of the new shoes <laughs> <Shoots>? pinstripe <laughs> shoes or suit <laughs> I was going for suit, but I can't talk. Next year, a zoot suit at Eberfest. I'm like, um, yeah. So I saw two films. Um, and they were. One is going to be released uh, theatrically in July, I believe. That's the end of the tour. That is mm. the um, the film based on uh the memoir by David Lipsky, who was a former writer for Rolling Stone when he. Tagged along at the end of um, a book tour uh, with the late David Foster Wallace um, during the, the initial run of him promoting Infinite Jest when it first came out 20 years ago. Which, if you haven't read Infinite Jest, um, unless you're like 12, you probably don't have time to read Infinite Jest. <laughs> so don't try. <laughs> Fucking 60 pages of tennis. I don't care about the tennis. <laughs> Move on from the fucking... T- hey, what's up? Hi, hey. sorry. Hey, there's a really good sight gag where um, um, uh, Lipsky, who's played by uh, Jesse Eisenberg, I believe. He was uh, one of the main actors in the ah, social network. The new Lex yes. Luthor. The yes, new Lex that's Luthor. Right. So um, he's the writer, so he um, uh, comes to the Midwest, and of course it's, you know archetypal snowy flatland everything and then makes his way to the outskirts of uh what would be blooming to normal because at the time um wallace taught at illinois state um and of course in the movie uh wallace is played by um 
uh, Jason Siegel, who I thought did a really and he was here phenomenal in job. Champagne. Yes, he was. What the hell? Did you tell him about our podcast? Did you do that? I did not quite <gasps> get there. No! <laughs> Motherfucker. More importantly, and I think this is the question um, all of us ask about uh, Jason Siegel's performances, his appearances in films. Did you see his dick? <laughs> because I saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and you see his dick twice. Huh. I forgot to see Forgetting Sarah Marshall, so I have not seen his dick at all. Well, you know, th- here's the thing, all right? I knew I knew going in I would see it once, and I was sort of prepared for it. The second time, she's like, oh, there's his dick again. Man. Like, there needs to be a separate rating, I believe, for it. you may see Jason Siegel's penis. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine see. attaching that rating to the Muppets even though technically there was no You Siegel might, though. Dick? You never know. Unless little Walter was like an extension. Oh, so like Walter's like metaphorically. He could be. He is a Muppet of a man. He he is. He's a man of a Muppet. That's not a lyric, is it? It's something like that. (laughs) Life's a piece of cake with someone to give and someone to take. Anyway. um, Movie number two. Movie number two. Yeah, um, okay, first yeah. of all, end of the line or the end of the tour. Yes. My brain keeps saying end of the line and I don't mind. End of the tour, I really <laughs> liked it. It's a very low key. It's it's pretty much the two characters. Pankoki kind of having preferred movie then. Pankoki preferred. So. It's not and for the... everybody, but two good performances. Uh production is pretty threadbare, but it, it they did what they needed to do. Uh the show the dynamic between the two of them and that was I... great. I did. I was a little disappointed they didn't go with the original title of that film, which would have been, which was the end of the tour. And then there's like a footnote that's like, uh, <laughs> when one is taking a tour, one uses video phones, but then they construct a mask, and that's what we use when we talk on the video phones. But then I had to go play tennis, and I played tennis for twelve hours. But if I talk, then people see that I'm a hideous, undulating monster beast. And <laughs> Jason Segel's penis. Yep. The end. Other movie. You anyway, say? second movie. Of the Motel the, Life. The um, Motel Life. It's an, an Never indie heard from of it. Um, probably like three or four years ago. I hadn't heard of it until mm-hmm. it was in the schedule for Eberfest. Um, it stars Emil Hirsch and Stephen Dorff as Stephen Dorff. Wait a second. He's not dead. <laughs> no. How where where did now? you think he perished? Along the way. Well, I mean, after, anywhere really. You know what happened? I remember what happened. Blockbuster closed, so I didn't see all those direct to DVD, <laughs> like Fatal Launch. I think he was in the last out, movie I saw with him was like Power of One. Power Dorf. of Una. Wait, wasn't he like was twelve that? in that? Yeah, that's something? the last movie I saw. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't serious. he a bad guy in one of the Blade movies? Yeah, he was in the first, first one. First one. Yeah. Oh, he was well, in twelve in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, then maybe I saw that. You saw Blade, right? He's I did. Like, yeah, Blaze. Yeah, he, he's the villain in that, and he was in um, like a bunch of movies where he played that same character, but not a vampire. Um, like he had guns instead of fangs. <laughs> he's just like villain guy. Was he still a vampire in this movie? No, he was kind of a self-made um, cartoonist of all things. What the shit? And I've Are never you heard kidding of this? me? Um, you know, uh, personally, I actually liked um the Motel Life better than end of the tour uh it was interesting because both movies just happened to be about the dynamic of two dynamic dynamic <laughs> diameteric um of, of diameteric <laughs> yeah that's what i meant 
TM. Damian Duffy, always with the answer. So, um, uh, two. two. And my tennis elbow was acting up, so I decided to take a bunch of quaaludes and then climb the giant sculpture of a brain up to the mandula oblongata. And this episode's drinking <laughs> game is, every time you hear a reference to tennis, you take a big fucking shot of booze. Anyway. It's like infinite jest. Yes. Oh. There's a great... The book I haven't read and will Yeah, well, you don't have time. Yeah. You don't have time. <laughs> if you, like, figure out immortality, maybe you can read... Like, oh, I did. It's called Infinite Jest for a reason. Right. And it's not... Just it's not it's just amazing that we don't have time to read this book. You have tons of time to criticize it. Oh, my God. Of course, you're not really... He got his Zingja right there. I didn't actually read all... Like, he I totally Zingja. I read, like, four chapters of it. I'm the not... Zingja! I'm Ooh, not actually four out of the five chapters. I don't even, gotta be more than that. I don't even know if there were <laughs> chapters. It's like a thousand page book. It was like yeah, it's like a phone book on top of another phone book stapled to a pamphlet. God, <laughs> they made it into a movie. It comes with a little PowerPoint presentation. I, think get, I don't this. think they made it into a movie. I think there were attempts that never happened. Ah. I think it was like one of those like Terry Gilliam's like I'm gonna make this movie and it'll be 48 hours long and. I tried to film it in a country that no longer exists. <laughs> Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. uh, what the hell were we? Uh... The, the motel movie. Motel say, life. Let's 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 not slight the little other movie that could or couldn't or whatever. I well, don't I'm know. not being mean to the other movie because I, I know, but we but didn't see it. The so. infinite. But motel life is more you. preferred. Of I mean, it's than it's a previous. Diff- <laughs> That's an alliteration. That was some nice alliteration. Mm-hmm. That was poetic. Poetic Pancoki preferred preference of <laughs> penile poltertudity. I don't think poltertudity is a word. Was there anyway. a poltergeist in the motel life? Mm, um, another P not word. that I remember. Hmm. Maybe there should have been. Was there P or penis in the poltergeist preferred? Uh, maybe implied. There's definitely P. Hmm. You know, guys, I don't let my son listen to our podcast mm. because of all my swearing. Yeah. Which I'm trying not to let him know that I do. But now that it's covered with pee, I mean. <laughs> Which what are you maybe I do? should let him know because then he'd be like, oh, dad swears, so I shouldn't because it's lame. Right, um, right. But, That's a good reverse psychology. But I've realized. Just wait until I've he's realized, a teenager yeah, and he's hiding in his room. I have a point. <laughs> he already I have does. a point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, he's not. Anyway. Um, What's your point? My point is this. Point starts with a P. It does. And actually, this gets back to my point, which is I've realized I should let him listen to this show. Because we have reached his his uh, peak, uh, which also starts with oh, P, yeah. uh, peak place of hilarity, all right? Like, this is uh, his sense of humor right now, because we've said P, uh, we've said penis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did we say butt? Not yet. All right, Until now. P. Oh. But! <laughs> <laughs> Six-year-old show right there. Six going on seven. Six going on seven. Mm-hmm. Six going on twenty-eight. And we are we are talking about the child and not any of us. No, yes. we're not. No, I'm I'm forty-seven <laughs> going on one hundred and twenty-five. It's weird. It's weird. But I remember back when I used to drive my Model T, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Are we Horse done carries. with this yet? Because me, Ted Caucasian, and as you know, I'm running for president. President of these heterosexual states of America. Are you like me, where you're tired of the 
Islamos and the gays and the Islamo gays and the liberal, socialist, fascist, Muslim, Jewish, white, oh, I'll scratch that last one, conspiracy, I know I am. That's why I'm going to be president of these, the straight states of America. That's right. That's my one campaign platform. We need to run these gays on out of America. They can go on to Cuba and get those wonderful drinks with the little umbrellas in them and smoke those cigars because, you know, those are like penises and gay people like that. Hillary is coming for us all. You know, Hillary, the Antichrist after Obama, who is also the Antichrist. They are together, but you need to wake up, America. It's Benghazi. For by Ted Caucasian's friend Skeeter. I'm Ted Caucasian, and I'm Jesus, and we approve this message. Welcome back. It's time for our newest segment, which is really just the same thing we do in every show, but we're trying to like act like we have a format. Repackage it. Rebrand it. Regurgitate, exactly. <laughs> if you will. Uh, this is our main hate segment, our, our main discussion of geek culture, pop culture, nerd culture, and we're going to call it... I forgot. Uh, Eric, what are we going to call this, this segment? We don't have a name for it. You're useless to me. Jason, in your six months where you were waiting to see two movies, um, did you come up with a name for this segment? I didn't know I was supposed to come yes, up with it. Yes, you did. <laughs> I did not get the memo. All right. Well, That was the sound of Damien pulling out his notebook. I pulled out my notebook. Oh, luckily, that was it. <laughs> my literal notebook. Thank you. Uh, exactly. I call my penis a notepad. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I have a few names. We'll run it past you guys, see if you come up come up with any, and then we can, uh, you know, maybe leave it up to the listeners to decide. Leave it up to you guys, and whatever you like the best, send us a tweet. Or Seth, just call Eric and tell yeah, him. Yeah, just Seth, call me. Doesn't matter. Uh, Lauren, call me. How, how do listeners tweet? Damien Duffy hates everything. Oh, I, at our I Twitter account. At our tw- we have a Twitter account. It's yeah. at DDHates. Just send us a message. We get very few, so we'd love to get one from you. We would, we'll be confused for a while and scared because <laughs> it's like, who the hell sent us this message? What does this, like... What does Twitter mean? What's this little number on this button? Wah! Interaction. Yes. Um, anyway, here's my, here's my ideas for titles, okay? Mm-hmm. Should yes. we be sitting down for this? You should be, and you are, so that was easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we got Geekophilia. Mm, that sounds naughty. Mm. Geekorama. That sounds dorky. Geekalingus. Ooh. That sounds... <laughs> sounds really good, right? Yeah. yeah. Just sounds all like good a so far. good all-around title that means nothing. Yes. Um, hate is enough. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. You get it? Because mm-hmm. there's too much hate in the world, and why are and... we spreading more? Uh, seven, hate, nine, little... 
little oh, cat, little oh. integer humor for you there. A little kindergarten reference. Right well, I just learned that. What? Oh, really? Dickhead. Yeah. Uh, the Hateful Eight. I don't um, know why I decided on that because there's only three of us right now, and <laughs> I normally just expect two. So. Uh, Hey! But that's a good title, right, guys? Yeah. Nobody, uh, nobody else yeah. on Earth will ever come up with a title. No, like not, that. A, not in a million years. Not uh-uh. in a million years. All right, I was also thinking Django Unchained. No, that's from a different list. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> the Grateful Hates, because actually, we, Jason, Jason came up with that. We I we brainstormed the Grateful Eight. <laughs> that that bullshit where we're like, oh, we don't know what to call. I mean, we don't know, but we actually brainstormed. And we didn't list. even have to be stoned to come up with that one. <laughs> Maybe we should be. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, a Hard Day's Hate. I think that was Jason's. Yeah, Beatles reference. Uh, hate mm-hmm. Formers. <laughs> More of that meets the hate. Earlier, Jason and I sang it in this perfect harmony. I thought he was going to come awesome. in on that. He didn't. Like, he doesn't show up a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, Little Shop of Hate. This was Jason just looking at his movie collection and putting the word hate in the titles. <laughs> Main hate vent. I came up with that, and I'm sorry. Um, the Hate Show with David Letterman, because what the fuck else does he have to do? Uh, worldwide and, hate. Yeah, worldwide hate, right? This makes hey, sense. There you yeah. go. And Bill Murray will come on our show and get drunk for no reason. It'll awesome. Be awesome. Although I'm pretty sure he just does that, that wherever he I is. I have to clean up after Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Anyway, uh, and then uh, Hate Max, Beyond Hater Dome. One hater, no, two haters enter, one hater leave. So those are no, the ideas. We get up the stakes. Three haters enter, one hater leaves. That shit is a little too crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is like if Ike Turner was in charge of the Thunderdome. Okay? <laughs> That's what that is. That's that narcotic talking. Yeah. Um, well, those are the ideas. Please save us. Please, yeah. That Could you and... write our show and also produce and star in our show? Because we're not so good at it. <laughs> So, Lauren and Seth, please uh, tweet us back your uh, top favorite uh, name for this segment. Or your bottom favorite. Or your bottom. Middle favorite. Whichever favorite. Or a new one. Should we actually get to the segment? This segment is one that uh, we're actually pretty excited about talking uh, about, and that (laughs) is, uh, we are, we are, (laughs) I'm sorry, we're excited about talking about, about it, about it, about it, about it, about it, about it, sorry. Uh, we are excited about talking about the new segment, which is CGI versus real stunts, or real stunts versus CGI. So the way we can't practical effects, practical effects, practical versus yeah. I mean, stunts are is that part what you want to call stunts? Well, it's not just stunts though, because it's like actually making like the the huh? props fine. and stuff. Fine, whatever, whatever that's you want to right, call it. That's the right fucking word to call okay, it. Fine, okay. I'm fine if I that. start calling you like Jarek Benson, you'd probably be annoyed because <laughs> it's not correct, Jarek. Agreed. All right. So anyway, you know, Mason, Mancoki, Mancoki, I don't yeah. want to hear about it. <laughs> anyway, um, so the way we got to this topic is both Eric and I have seen uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the new yeah, and Avengers: Age of Ultron, yeah. because we are you know proper. Uh, contributing Americans who go right, to we go to the blockbusters and pay con- the money and contributing to society. We and, do what we're supposed economy. to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But Jason, on the other hand, hey Jason, I saw my two movies for the spring. He did not see the two movies we just mentioned. I mean, it takes him six months to see two movies. <laughs> 
somehow for reasons it includes that, building a, a tent himself and then yeah. camping in it and then actually making his own version of the movie he swedes it <laughs> be kind rewind reference for all y'all so avengers is uh a cgi fest fest arama arama which <clears throat> i mean it's kind of hard to get a hulk in your movie without that i, I don't know i mean look at me i could have it's kind of hard to get a Hulk. <laughs> I mean, Lou Ferrigno's old, and there's no one anywhere, especially not to my shape, right, though. who uh, can replace me. Is. Yeah, he, Eric was too. Many. On the flip side, we have Mad Max, which is original stunts. Jesus, no! <laughs> As opposed to stunts they ripped off of other people, <laughs> original stunts, practical, practical effects. A prex? <laughs> Real live people flailing around. With Look, machines. George Miller built a bunch of killer cars and a flamethrower guitar, and he was like, let's go to the desert and see who dies. And then he made a movie out of that. That's what we're talking about. Phenomenal. So <laughs> practical effects. Practical effects meanwhile, CGI. Meanwhile, Joss Whedon probably didn't almost kill anybody. That's true. Which is lame. He may have killed some. Like, I mean, pixels. he might. I think he almost killed himself. <laughs> right, that might be. You true. know, but otherwise. So preferences here: practical effects versus CGI. That's what do you what think? We're what That's do you what think? Here at Geekalama Bama segments, we don't have a name. Jason Pankoki, what do you think? Put me on the spot, a. Eh? Um, I, I think that there's room for all techniques. I. You know, when you bullshit, choose one. Hey, <laughs> hey, I I always have preferred um, practical effects or mm. more well, handmade, you know, um, and, and, and combined effects between real, real settings and people and props and all that. Now, when you say handmade, does it have to be a hand cranked uh, camera? No. Like after George Millier, is everyone else just a hack? <laughs> um, no, it doesn't have to be that way. Yes, it does. <clears throat> so practical effects is your preferred. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as as an example of something CGI that actually I thought was like borderline beautiful was a lot of the the vistas and Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought a lot of that um, looked wonderful. You actually but, saw that movie. That was a movie that Jason yeah, saw. Yeah. Wow. If you and go and back, I finally figured out. I finally figured out that Harrison Ford is not in that goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah. Took Good. me long enough. Slow clap for that one. Oh, uh, yes. Anyway, that was Co-host. an actual slow clap. That was a practical effect slow clap. Ah. Not, that was not digital. That was not digital. We uh-huh. heard what you did there. That was analog, like a motherfucker. You yeah. know, I'm gonna have to agree with Jason actually, even though, um, kind of a cop out that you know there's a place for each of those depending on the situation yeah um but i do prefer the the practical effects as well yeah i mean some are some are better than others um well i think there's just a there's a larger not yes there's a larger danger but there's a larger thrill and i think this is why not just from a fanboy ooh george miller did it again 30 years later since but if you, especially something that's like an action adventure thing or something where where the story is being told, and one or more characters, especially ones you're invested in, are in peril, like flat out peril, physical peril, and you 
whatever the cause and the effect are, you know, for however many cars are crashed or what have you in the new Mad Max movie. You know, if, if you just see and feel that visceral yeah. crunch yeah. and punch I can feel yourself on the car. That, and then... Um, that it, it sounds like a different like... movie. <laughs> that would be Crash, also starring James Spader. Um, uh, in a well, different I, role, I saw, kind I saw of. that one. I saw that in the theater. <laughs> I didn't really like that one. It's well, strange. I think for me, you know, it's, I th- it's also like the uh, unfortunate... Um, prequels to star wars uh <laughs> from the like this sort of negative cgi and also like avatar right those yeah. two things for me you know oh. bring like this horrible feeling inside me when i see okay so unneeded cgi so, yeah so avatar the problem was not the cgi in avatar it was I mean, the part CGI of the problem was pretty was cool cgi was pretty cool i mean uh the problem, the real... Why couldn't they get blue lizards to act? Let you know, me explain. That's what I was hoping Let for. me explain the problem with that movie. It was that the humans... <laughs> uh, the main guy, uh, bland, white face. Was I don't Rockwell? know. Was it Sam Rockwell? It, it was not, was not Mr. Sam bland, Rockwell. white face. Um, yeah, it was the like, dude that was in um, it was Sam, Clash of the Titans. Sam Bland guy. Uh, okay, that guy. Sam... Sam Blast guy? Bland Sam Blast? man. Sam Bland white, white guy <laughs> with growly voice and balding hair. Yeah, that guy sucked. Uh, well, it wasn't even his fault. It was just a shitty bland white guy movie, James Cameron. Um, yeah, that's right. I called him out. I, I'm daring like that. So it wasn't the CGI for you. It was the actual like human actors that screwed. Yeah, you I mean, it wasn't even the actors so much as just top to bottom, just an awful piece of shit movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was the CGI okay. almost saved that movie for me because I saw it in almost. 3D. You know, I was sitting back watching. It's like that's cool, that's cool. Don't think, don't think, don't think. And then I thought for like a millisecond, Uh-oh. and I was like, "Oh, this is the worst movie ever made." So, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, just because it's it's horribly racist and sexist. Well, with Mad Max, there was a lot more. It was yeah. it was good. Well, yeah, but the 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 action in Mad Max um, was not CGI. And as you watched it, you knew that, and and you were... You felt it in your reproductive organs. I felt it way down there. It shook it, you know what I mean? Not just, And I say that because, like, dudes, like, your balls are shaking, ladies, your ovaries, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, right. fucking movie in your face. And you're just kind of blown away by the fact that they were able to pull this off. Like, mm-hmm. there were some crazy uh, stunts in that movie that were done with real actors, not some sort of computer animated person flopping around from car to car. It was a real thing. A a flat out thrill. Right. Yeah. And I mean, also I think uh, part of the thrill was that it was crazy Australian people who were getting blown up. (laughs) And the nice thing about that. They were the craziest, that's for sure. And I I kind of understand why he imported Australian people to like Africa, wherever they shot the film. Because it was Africa. Because yeah. Australian people, you can kind of set them on fire. It's like, hey, blow me up. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, that's actually an interesting point that it's not just like the overt, the effects and the technology that more and more are depicted in movies by computer generation, even just the setting. Because yeah. um, uh, I was reading, and George Miller, of course, wanted to shoot this new one in the same parched desert portion of the outback that the first three Mad Maxes mm. were shot. Yeah, he got back fucked by 80s. like fucked by climate change, right? Like, well, no, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's it, it was uh, um um a portion of the continent that 
was just typically arid and you know the you know that's that's like a gold mine of consistency for shooting on location and of course right before they were going to shoot this new one like three or four years ago and then when they started um drought went away rain in that region for the first time like 15 years or something <laughs> yeah and and yeah. then it continued and just totally kind of screwed up the See what I, palette there, so then they what they I assume happened Africa. was Mel Gibson prayed to God to wash out the mess. Right, right, so he could. Yeah. <laughs> he was not in it because yeah. you know him and Ted Caucasian are right. You know, left and right hand tight of, of the Jesus best friends. Yes, strangely think, the John Turturro from Big Lebowski Jesus, but whatever. Um, the it's meta. Okay, what? Hi guys. I think it's just, it's just um, when you're taking it in, um, especially something you've seen you're seeing for the first time. I think there's just um, kind of a believability factor with actual physical space, space, just spatial relation between whomever and whatever's moving through it. Um, and the more that you, you buy the tangibility of it being a visual medium with movies and TV uh, to a certain extent, just the more that you're invested in it. Hopefully the story and the acting first and foremost we're going to draw you and keep you invested in these things even I mean, big budget spectaculars and you're talking about Jar Jar Binks right this is what you're referring what? to nobody's talking about oh, Jar Jar Binks I thought you know no, no. the Ooh. only person talking about Jar Jar Binks is J.J. Abrams to clarify that he is dead right <laughs> <clears throat> just so like every nerd on earth is like yeah well that fuck definitely that. is like a Star Wars weird rabbit thing. lead in here because with the new Star Wars movie they are doing exactly what you just described they're yeah, not I mean, the, doing the, the Jar Jar the Binks. three that they made which honestly I only saw the third one the, the prequels Revenge. yeah that was probably one too many prequel denier right yeah I like that yeah <laughs> well I mean a Keith lot Knight. of a lot of movies just the way they're designed or they're depicted the CGI especially when it's it the CGI is creating like a total environment save the poor little sh- you know schlub who's the the one actual <laughs> live action thing yeah. in a shot who almost absolutely did their bit in front of the green screen and all this fake stuff was put in around them. Right. They're in, in the, 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 the world building that they do in, you know, the computer space, even stuff that's like highly immersive and detailed still looks car- like a cartoon, especially if there's certain elements or certain characters or monsters that just move just in, 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 yeah. in a just unreal enough well, way. You know, I think it's like it's kind of a lizard brain thing. Like you know, that was practical effects and that was CGI. Yeah. No right. matter how hard they try. Well, it's you know. like what Spielberg got <clears throat> slammed for doing what CGI, like uh, what like um, Indiana Jones, Prairie Dogs, and, or something. Oh, in, in the, the last fucking Prairie. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. And and that you know what that wasn't even the fault of CGI. Because there's a part later where some dudes get eaten by, like, mounds of fire ants. Yeah, I've only seen, like, bits and pieces <laughs> on, like, late night TV. And that's bits and like, pieces too many. talking about Crystal Probably. Skull. Crystal Skull, yeah. Crystal Skull. But, yeah. so, they're, the gross-out part, because every Indiana Jones has the gross-out part, in right. this one they use these CGI fire ants, which basically look like, you know those talking M&Ms on the M&M commercials? They might as well <laughs> have been those. And I wish they had the been. California Raisins. Because that would have been guy. more, well, California, that'd be cool. That'd been cool. I yeah. heard it's really grapevine that I'm eating your flesh. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, 
But no, they looked terrible. The prairie dogs, I mean, they were bad CGI, but it was more that they were anthropomorphized and had human reactions. And they gave yeah, like, a, the, an like an eyebrow raise. Yeah, like turn and go, boing, woo. Yeah, like, yeah, ooh, yeah. wacky. Yeah. Look how old Harrison Ford is. <laughs> I'm a, they might as well have talked is how cartoonish they were. Yeah. But that is more of a fault of the director. Because, I mean, like, the other thing is, like, okay, so Mad Max had practical effects, and it was awesome, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The Room has practical effects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hard to narrow it's it down to one aspect. It's not that every practical of. effect is good. Yeah. No, okay. And also, I will say that Avengers 2, I think Joss Whedon did some really amazing stuff with CGI in terms of uh, framing different scenes and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, there's the opening scene where they slow it down. You see, like, right, all they're the all Avengers. punching, right? Yeah, and that you know that looked like a comic book page, and it was like appropriate to that right, film. He's just right, like riffing right. on that. Right. Yeah, but I also like another scene that I really like, which it's not really spoilers. The Avengers win. Mm. Um, <laughs> they did. Yeah, but there's a part where no. the, the Vision kills one of the Ultrons, who's the bad guy, who's James Spader fucking a car, and uh, no, that's the other movie. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Well, he didn't actually fuck the car. He fucked. Anyway, um, point is this: there's this one scene where they cut away from the action, and it's just like a flash of light off screen. I thought that was kind of cool that they they chose that Whedon chose not to use the CGI in that way, or maybe he was just out of money. I don't know. So maybe it's maybe, maybe that was the J.J. Abrams guy shot. So maybe the future really is really good practical <laughs> effects with moments of specifically well, targeted you to, CGI. You have to think that a lot of um, the studios the and, then, and then the mm. houses no. <laughs> that they sublet the work to, though, that they're, it's probably still, I mean, it's probably just deemed it's just as easy to do it all in the virtual space and that, yeah, you know, because and- like, okay, Jurassic World, I mean, what was, you know, the original Jurassic Park famous for in the technological sense? It was right? introducing yeah. dinosaurs at least kind of, Computer generated ones that kind right. of seem photorealistic, but um, but there were a even, lot of even, models and stuff. And yeah, stuff. it was. I mean, for the most part, the actors interacted with three dimensional the puppets and the props and that sort of thing. You know, even like the tr- triceratops that they find. Right. Yeah, that's why there's on. the internet meme of Steven Spielberg killed a triceratops. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm so angry at animal rights activism. <laughs> you know, so you, you probably presume that at best the percentage of the physical models to the CGI <clears throat> is probably reversed. Yeah. You know, in the new one that's going to come out. Well, I mean, the nice thing you disagree with me. The, yeah. Well, you're always wrong, but the <laughs> nice thing about CGI is you get to rip off lots and lots of artists, right? Mm. You get to rip off like the people who are doing the rendering and like the effects houses doing particular animations and you get to pay them, you know, sort of substandard wages as I understand it. Um, which is good. I mean, it's the American way. <laughs> right well a lot of those houses are overseas now. <clears throat> but no what i was gonna say is i think <clears throat> the future excuse me of practical effects is that uh george miller will like have some mescaline or something and just make all the movies that's that's what i think should happen <laughs> just all the movies like the next captain america will be like the george be like oh what a lovely day i'm gonna throw my shield and oh it pierced someone's nose i don't hell are we talking about it's time for everyone's favorite segment hashtag talking about other shit. shit that's our new theme song 
it's kind of minimalist. So, today we're talking about Twitter. Twitter. Stop singing. It's creepy. <laughs> and that's my job. Twitter. We talk about Twitter. We'll have to delete all of this. Because it's so bad. But nobody's listening anyway. So maybe I'll just keep singing. None of this has anything to do with Twitter. <laughs> so Twitter, uh, tips for tweets. That's what we're talking about. We're talking twips about twips for, twips. Twips for tweet tips. So if you want to use Twitter, we're providing tips for tweets. Tips for tweets. Damien, um, what kind of that was tips? my that was my bird sound because the little bird <laughs> the logo makes the twitting. Damien um, <laughs> and myself and Jason have some tips for you today about tweeting. <clears throat> we do. So, Damien, why don't you kick it <clears throat> off with um, your tips for tweets? Okay, we'll have a couple. The first one is if you are black and mm. the president, don't go on Twitter. <laughs> Actually, if you're a human, don't go on Twitter. It's just, <laughs> you will find something to offend you within .05 seconds of going on Twitter. If that. If that. Um, but if you like being angry, Twitter's awesome. Uh, but, you know, the other thing is, if you're a horrible racist, mm. which I know a lot of our listeners are, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's not it's kind of weird, and it makes me uncomfortable. But if you guys are out there... Um, when, when you tweet your racist bullshit to Obama, please remember that he will drone strike your ass like it's nothing. <laughs> See all of the Middle East. You know all those craters that used to be like houses and shit? Yeah, no. Don't. The other thing is, that's not even considerate of your neighbors, all right? It's not like those drones kill one fucking person. They will kill like your whole block, that's all true. right? Mm. And all the people on your block aren't racist assholes. It's just you. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jeez. So that's one. My other my other tip is um, I just had my most popular tweet ever from my... Oh, congratulations. Well, thank you. From my personal account, oh. not, not from oh. the, the podcast, because yeah. I like to pretend like I don't do this podcast, mm. um, I, but I do. It's sad. But anyway, uh, so my, my popular tweet was talking about uh, Jaden Smith, old friend of the show, who yeah. I... Talked horrible shit about on some other show. Anyway, um, apparently he might be static on, or static shock on the new static shock live action TV thing. Uh, oh, who's God. a superhero character. And my tweet was that he would be as good a static shock as he was a karate kid. Meaning that the show would be set in Texas and he would have water powers. Because karate kid was in fucking China. <laughs> where he learned kung fu. Anyway, um... Which apparently other people get, because that shit got retweeted, like, so many times, you guys. It blew up. It's like, boom, blew so up. tweet about Jaden Smith. It got retweeted your... seven times, which is huge for me. That's amazing. I'm a sad little man. This is Eric. I have just a few tips for you. One is, when you tweet, tweet at people. Tweet tweet to people. Shit. I was tweeting to inanimate objects. <laughs> That's a big mistake. Uh, people do that all the time. I was all like, hashtag kitchen knife. Yeah, just tweet to actual people. Um, the other thing you can do is use hashtags. 
And, and my final uh, bit of advice for Twitter is to follow people on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter. Not in real life, but on Twitter. Okay, because I have a few restraining orders. But you know what? I should have no. listened to the end of your tip. And it not... was a couple ellipses, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I should have clicked through. Right. Broke the 140 characters. and. So finally, Jason. Yeah, Jason, your tips for Twitter? Pankoki don't tweet. This has been Damian Duffy Hates Everything, available on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Drive safe and join us next time on Damian Duffy Hates Everything. (laughs) 